This week's episode of the Screenwriter's Rant Room is brought to you by avgearguy.com. If you have any photos or documents that you need to scan or videotapes or audio tapes or film rolls that you need to import into your computer, check out avgearguy.com. If you mention the name of this podcast, when you order, you'll get 5% off and a portion of your order will go to help support the rant room. All these formats degrade over time and are sitting ducks in the case of fire or theft. Why not convert it all to digital? All of your memories could be stored safely on the cloud or on a hard drive that fits in your pocket. AVGearGuide.com has over 30 years of experience with all kinds of media, digital and analog, and they can accept orders from anywhere in the United States. Don't forget to mention the Screenwriter's Rant Room and get 5% off your order. For more details, visit their website at avgearguy.com. I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Rant Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2020. 2020. Yeah. yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Little disclaimer, Lisa Bolacaja is out today. <coughs> yes, she mm, exists. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Uh. Well, I don't know you <laughs> see the show's going. You see that? You see that? I yeah. see that. I see uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. She's out today, but we got we got Big is. Bro in the house, Carl Seaton. What's up? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Okay, award nominated director, pimp Thank dog you. himself, the OG. Hey, just trying to work, brother. Just you know what I love work. about you, Carl? You always the same motherfucker when I see you. That's right, man. You, you feel me? Keep it consistent. Always man. the same dude. Always cool. You know, even though you big time millionaire now and oh, shit. No. You know, we know you got millions. He <laughs> <laughs> no, got thousands and shit. Thousands, you know what thousands. I mean? <laughs> gas there, money. Bro. I got gas money. Exactly. <laughs> I, I can get from A to B. Exactly. I can get from A to B. He yeah. can help the family out now. I can help the family out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm teasing. Um, but I love that about you, dude. For real. And I love that you always, wherever you go around, around um, the U.S. filming, you always tell people about the show. Oh, absolutely. And, and we appreciate that. Which brings me to my yeah. first bone. <laughs> With the, that's an awesome segue. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Segway, segue. Yeah, I have a huge bone. I have a couple bones wow. to pick with y'all. My first bone is I, I listen to the podcast every right. week, right? And y'all always talking about our number one fan here, our number one fan. <laughs> I true. am true. the number one fan, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm willing to fight for that. Sonny got to get you. Know what I'm saying? She had to get pushed to the corner. You know wow. get pushed I will to the fight dirty too. Elbows, weaponry. <laughs> I'll take it there. He said, I'll fight a girl. I'll fight a girl. 
Take your rings off, girl. And take your rings off. Yeah, salute take these your shoes off. Like, I don't care. Y'all salute these people like I'm my number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> me, I'm not. I'm there. like, wait, what? what? Huh? I'm driving, about to pull over, like, oh, what? Okay, okay. I'm gonna see y'all. I'm I was wondering, I was wondering why Carl texted me with just a finger. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll wait. I was gonna see y'all a huge group text. You, I'm like, I said, yeah. I notice I said you too, because that's my second bone of contention. Oh, we'll get to that later wait, on. Wait, wait, wow. me. I was gonna say you too. Like, how y'all giving up this love? I'm like, hold on now. I come with this position. I'm always giving you dab. Uh, you, you've heard me dap you up on the that's, show that multiple times. That's true. That's true. Multiple times. And I appreciate that. But let it be clear. Number one fan. <laughs> let right. it be known. Let it be let known. Be known. Yes. So all these other yes. pseudo number 1.5s <laughs> and 2.0s, cool. These so-called claimers. These so-called claimers. So-called claimers. I'm like, all right. That's, that's number one. Wow. Second bone to pick oh, with the what show. Happened, what this happened? actually this that had nothing to do with you all. Okay. It's that fictional character that is with you all allegedly <laughs> every week. This app you all have created <laughs> which is a dope ass app because it's, it's, it's a black series. That's it's all. a black, black series. She has an opinion. She can okay. be funny and witty. You know what I mean? I was going to give her a pass because y'all were shitting on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right. which I didn't think deserved any accolades. No. I said you know what? We're on the same page with this. Right. I'm going to give you a pass. <laughs> then I show up today looking for all I see are orange chairs. So, Lisa, once again, you don't exist. Yeah. You're not real. You're an app because I might be sitting in your alleged chair. Wow. But you're not here to get me out of your alleged chair. Damn. So, take that. Damn. I'm good. She going to get you. She ain't going to be like going to get you, Kyle. She, she has to be real to get me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't into the poltergeist thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got some yeah. sage. I burned sage in the car. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good. I'm cool. Wow. Let's just say the invisible man did some shit and ain't nobody see him. So. Yeah, but she ain't that even That movie looks dope. She it does. for that it shit. Does. That yeah, shit looks dope. I said I might check this one out. Plus, yeah. the, the lead who, who's in Handmaid's Tale, she always does some pretty cool Moss? stuff. Yeah, yeah right, she's fucking right, right. sure. She does some pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah. So she's one of the actresses. She's... um. You know, she's had a really interesting career since Mad Men's over. Mm-hmm. Is that she? It's like she has an interesting face. That's what yeah. I love about well, her. See, okay, listen, you know? think about her. She. It's not like saying like the. She's not the stereotypical Hollywood beauty, right? But she's a very. But her face is so captivating, mm-hmm. and she's fearless, which I love about her. Mm-hmm. That she chooses all these roles that are like. Well, what the fuck? Like, who would do this? And right. taking no money sometimes, or taking, or not caring if she's top billing mm-hmm. because she didn't have to be in us, you know. But right. she did was why? Why not? That's a mm-hmm. c- cool, fun role. Mm-hmm. And I and, and a lot of actresses because she's I think won Emmys from some people um, just like to work. Emmys too, yeah, you from Emmys too, and and from right. Mad Men. And, I mean, right. a very like secure type of ro- right. position, and it's like. Give me stuff, and she works in little indie films like yeah. that movie she did called um, "Her Smell." It was out like oh, last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, she's great. She's yeah. fantastic for what she chooses to do, and right. uh, <laughs> and she looks like it's interesting to see this invisible woman because it's like I don't think she's had a, sh- a shot yet to be the full lead in a movie that could really like put her in mm-hmm. a different category. Because mm-hmm. there's another movie coming out that looks kind of similar called. Um, the woman in the window with with Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Another movie about a, a, like like is this woman psychopath? I mean psychotic or not? You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it's based on this old 
old old movie too, The Woman in the Window, like an old like forties film. But um, I was I saw the trailer back to back when I was watching Bad Boys Three, and I was like, huh, hmm. these two are kind of going for the same type of role. But Amy Adams obviously is an Oscar nominee, and yeah. it, and um, <coughs> Elizabeth Moss is not. But fucking Invisible Man looks like it might be a better movie. <laughs> so that happens. That happens. Yeah. So, um, welcome to the show, Carl. Thank you, man. You've been out there killing it, Jack. Just trying to work. Nominations. Every other week, you got a new show I popping up. FBI coming to go, and he's got, you know, it's a lot, lot of shit. Yeah, I'm like, God damn, I didn't even know. It. But I think, I think I remember seeing you about the FBI. You were like on some some car rig with some camera. Oh, that was bull. Train. That, bull. Was bull. that was bull. Okay, yeah. yeah. That was bull. I still, but, uh, still, still in New York, and it's funny because yeah, I was out in Nyack. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's, I mean, those are big shows. FBI is a huge show because it's mm-hmm. got, you know, sequences, action sequences, gunplay, things like that. And shooting in New York is its own monster. You get so. to have fun, don't you? Yeah, yes, you can in retrospect because right. you have so much to do in a short amount of time. Right, and you true. get so knee deep in it. You're, mm-hmm. you're so immersed in executing it mm-hmm. that sometimes you gotta, you can forget to enjoy it until after mm-hmm. the fact. Like, oh, okay, that was cool. All right, okay. All right, we, we, we pulled that joint off. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know you you're not trying to run long. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying mm-hmm. to be. A, you, you don't. You're not figuring it out on the day. You know what I'm saying? You, you're okay. mapping things out so that the minute the clock starts, you got running. a storyboard. That's your. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, not necessarily. Well, some some elements are storyboarded, mm-hmm. okay. but a lot of it's really just you know shot details and making sure mm-hmm. these be, these story beats are executed so that mm-hmm. you can piece A with B and C and D. So when you get when the editor gets it, like when I did my editor's cut, we didn't even really spend a lot of time because mm-hmm. he had had it pretty much. Really close to how okay. I wanted. So he's assembling like as you guys are going as I'm along? going. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, I shoot it, and then when I got with him, maybe three, four days after I mm-hmm. rap, right. you know, it was pretty much as close. It was very close to how I wanted it to be. So, okay, you know, so. Right, so I'm, I'm going to ask you something because this is something I I've, I'm always curious about. You know, you got action sequences in FBI, gunplay and stuff like that. Um, and then you have those kind of like uh, I would say amplified fight scenes, like you like you did in your episode of, of Batwoman. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like are those different in terms of like how you're executing them, or or, or like it's the plans and stuff like that? It's a little of both. So it all depends on how much time you have for that sequence, the budget for like <clears> are we gonna <throat> do you know squibs? Are we gonna do uh, you know special effects? And put that in in post. It all depends, and all that's discussed prior to. Right. And then, like you know, both both shows have amazing stunt teams, stunt coordinators, where you can map things out. You talk about everything and everything like so. Everything's kind of detailed. Like like in Batwoman, you know, I was blowing people up, people on fire, all this kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. it's funny because they were rigging the Sunday before we <coughs> shot. We shot on a Monday. Mm-hmm. They're rigging at the location on the Sunday. So I took a cab out there. Just to kind of watch these guys rig, and you know, just we could ask, and, it's, and they were like, "It's great to have you here because we can ask you questions, and That's you're smart. right here." So, That's smart, you know, and that helps alleviate a lot of misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which is another reason why I like to get said early because mm-hmm. someone we, we may read the exact same sentence and interpret it. Two different ways. Completely. You're gonna say like, yeah, that's not how I needed it to be. Mm-hmm. Let's modify this, and you get there early enough, you can make that mm-hmm. pivot before it's too late, where you right. can't do it. So, right. you know, because you guys go there early anyway, <clears throat> you might as well be there as much as you can. Yeah. you know, what I mean, for whatever mm-hmm. you can. I think that totally makes sense because you show up on the day and you got to pivot. Yeah, it's, it's it could be. <laughs> I mean, it, it that still happens. Right. You can still well, yeah, it's have happen. to pivot, gonna, but sure. if you can minimize that and right. just kind of really maximize. Clarity that always helps as well, sure. and it, like I said, it doesn't solve all the problems, but it does help in a lot of different ways. What's you know, a right? squib? 
the, uh, like the blood hit. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> like you shot. <laughs> boom. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't. They don't do that a lot in New York, in particular, especially like on on location because wow. because of the crowds. Oh, they, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like they think it's real. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you you yeah. got somebody running around with some guns. Folks right. are gonna react. You, know? <laughs> you want to be like just minimize that. Right. So I, and these are the things you have to deal Cause, with. Because because the, the I don't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. Because the um the the a lot of times you can't fully block off the whole streets. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're, so they're hot. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, right. it's almost impossible to <clears throat> lock off a, a street in New York City, right. and 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 then because and because of the climate we're in, mm-hmm. gunplay is it, it it can actually happen. It, right. You don't want anybody you know panicking, right. starting a you know. See, it's it's like so that. fascinating it's because you know I'm a, I remember one time I was when I first came out here, I was visiting, and uh, on a Sunday mm-hmm. I had gone downtown. <clears throat> And um, it was when they were shooting the shootout from Heat. Oh man! You know when you're yeah. down there and you're like, fifth, what yeah, the? Fifth, I mean, uh, and it's fifth, all fifth and hope. Yeah, it's yeah. all kind of blocked off, mm-hmm. all blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks. And you're like, what's going on here? And it's like they rolling out with that's the guns. Budget. That's that's <laughs> what's yeah. That's, that's movie budget. That's Michael Mann. <laughs> yeah, that's a couple but, days. Of that. Yeah, but you see that and you're like, oh, this is how they really actually do this shit. Right. And it's really crazy. Right. It, that look, light looking like the like moon. Three or four shit. days and shit. You know, yeah. Shoot that yeah. scene. That's not a four hour. No, that's the thing. That's the thing that. That's the thing I was curious about because, you know, shooting action on on a television schedule—that's not only the budget, but like the schedules. Like, because you can't spend all day right. on a scene that you know in a movie you might be like, "Hey, let's do this scene." Because because I, I I read that Chris McCarry and them when they did the 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 bathroom fight in the mm-hmm. last Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. I think they shot it over three weeks. What? Yeah, because they would shoot it and then come back and look at it. it, it was oh, like, so they could go back and almost do total. pickups if they wanted. They did all these pickups. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, oh, we want to get this and we didn't mm-hmm. get this and let's reshoot this and well, and there's no time for that in the TV show. Oh, isn't that nice? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think like that. <laughs> I don't even think like that. No. But Were you gonna say something? But, oh yeah, I was like, that's so interesting when you talk about blocking off for an action scene because working on the High Line is like 2016. They shoot power and then right. obviously uh, Law and Order SVU is shot there too. So um, closing the park one night at ten o'clock i was like oh there's like they're shooting svu right here i'm closing on the gate but they didn't block off any of the street from what i could see it was just like there was such low traffic right. at that point in the night yeah if you don't need to yeah. you don't know do you don't but no. it's so but no. i guess at that point they're just <laughs> right. like looking at a dead body yeah. they're not doing a shootout anytime you can yeah. save money yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also you know certain <laughs> cities are just over production right. Right. you know certain cities they're so excited to have you and things like that then you got something yeah, you can like, have the whole right <laughs> you need a cop car we right. got 10 we of got them. them yeah yeah we got a whole fleet then you, <laughs> exactly. then you go to new york and new yorkers don't give a fuck about <laughs> production they're like okay dude, i gotta get to work right. later for all this and like you can try to lock it off like please stay here like right. man stop me <laughs> i gotta and go the to PA work. is like i'm not gonna stop <laughs> you know? so you know so yeah when anytime you can minimize it mm-hmm. the better Right. You know, because uh, it, it's going to draw attention, and that's it, in any city. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the traffic, the sounds, every everything plays in the, plays a part of it. Right. So, yeah, because yeah. sometimes they, um, you know, so, sometimes they do these things where they, uh, I'm not sure if they do this on television. I don't know. Um, they'll the, the the camera will be hidden in a hidden in something like a truck or something like that, okay. so you mm-hmm. don't see anything. Because it's a really <laughs> fascinating scene, maybe like. Halfway through that movie, Shame. Ever seen that movie, Shame? The the the, the uh, Steve McQueen, Steve McQueen movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Michael Fassbender goes through this jog, and it 
And it's in New York. You see him come out of the building. And I think he must, he, it's a two minute shot. Mm-hmm. It's unbroken. And I think he must cross, like, he must run six blocks. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, Oh, the, oh, he has to be in a hidden van because hmm. of the way he's running and they're they're crossing streets and and they find him a big big block and they and he, they stop there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they couldn't cro- they blocked that off. Yeah. But you like they had it's like that's not like an open you know camera car where, because it's I think know, it was though. <clears throat> you think it, it, yeah, because it was continual because driving in New York. You don't go six blocks without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was running for a minute. Yeah, I know. So I was like, wow, this guy's getting run on. Yeah, I'm, just running, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious to see like how they're not going to. Because I think sometimes when you watch a movie and you don't think about it, then you watch it again and you're like, because you watch it trying to figure out what they did, and you're like, mm-hmm. how did they do that? Because that's yeah. mm-hmm. a place where you don't get to shut shit down, or yeah. you can't, or you can. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really great scene in the opening of the Charlton mm-hmm. Heston Omega Man. Mm. And it's and he's driving up um, Wilshire by right, right by Westwood. It's in the morning mm-hmm. and it's fucking empty, yeah. all directions. And it's just like, what the fuck did they shoot? What? Yeah. How? How? How yeah. did it? Sunday like, morning. Mm. Sunday morning. Six Sunday and morning. nine. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like just like what um, the brother that did La La Land did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The opening sequence on the 105. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Same, same same situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. I, I talked to uh, an AD that worked on that. And how they locked that down. It's mm-hmm. Sunday morning. They started prepping at midnight, basically, to get everything ready to lock off between 5 a.m. and basically 10 a.m. To you know, and they had <clears throat> hundreds of PAs, and everything was totally tactically mapped out. So, so when he's walking through Times Square and there's nobody there, just to get that moment. Yeah, so, I mean, wow. it, yeah. So yeah. T- to go back to shame, uh, and they shame, only got two times to do it. Right? Basically, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what they probably did is they didn't lock down the streets, but what they did, they just kind of figured out give us this access with these green lights so that we don't have to stop. That's oh, probably what they did. Okay. They, they didn't mm. probably stop all the, the traffic and the crowds and all because they wanted that. Yeah, they wanted that, 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 that feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the lights, they probably said. Oh, that's see, that's, that, see, that, see, that yeah. They, they got the lights and then they. That's all logistics. It's all logistics. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting what 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 the the mayor's office can give you. Yeah. If it's not too destructive, I mean, well, a lot of them you throw the, enough money at them, but but also it's not just the money at them. I'll, I'll say this: I mean, there's some really creative filmmakers that I'm talking about, '80s UPMs that can come up with ways to execute something that just are amazing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And especially in television, because mm-hmm. you like you don't have the time or the budget half the time, and to kind of figure out ways to pull these things off in that space. It's always amazing, man. Right. It's, it's mesmerizing sometimes, and, and they're, well, they're master craftsmen right. at it. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't know is that I mean, this is something you know, obviously, is that how important the AD is. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a fucking key oh, role. It, I mean, it, I mean, it honestly can make or break a shoot. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah, absolutely. If you have a because be- the thing that we did that mm-hmm. we just did, you know, we doing these fourteen pages in one day, and I and, and I brought in a friend of mine who'd been in the DGA as an AD for like twenty five years, and I said, mm-hmm. I said, I said, I said, I can't do this. So I have someone who knows mm-hmm. how to like make this happen like the way you do yeah. because it's not it's not it's just like yeah. it's, too, it's too much work it would yeah. not have run yeah. smooth without yeah. Yeah, yeah you know and I, and I think that that's where a lot of people you know like aren't um, you know they, they wonder they wonder why you want to go like DGA on certain projects it's like motherfucker yeah it might cost us more it's gonna save you in the long run yeah you know and you, and yeah. you want that yeah. I, I just it's, a, it's an inexperienced producer to not know the value of that of yeah. those other kind of roles, you right. know? yeah, same thing. AD, the UPM, mm-hmm. they they know how to, you know, they know how to move that money around to really maximize the budget when you get a good one. So you're right; it, it may cost more, but sometimes in the long run, it can save you, you know, a lot of money and, and a lot of time. You know, let me ask you a good question. 
Um, we were you and I were talking the other night. If you could tell me if you wanted to talk about this or not. We we were at the guild at the NAACP Image Award panel that I host that I moderated right with um, Tash, and I asked you early, after at some point we were talking. I said something like, "Oh well, it's probably time now for you to start, you know, being the EP on the show as a director and stuff." And you said, "I oh, don't know, no, I don't want to do." Well, it. I, I, Can we talk about to, that? Yeah, to, to elaborate on it, um, the prison director position is a mm-hmm. very unique skill set, right. and where I am right now, depending on what the uh, the show is. Mm-hmm. Is whether it would have appealed to me okay. because it's it's not. So you're not saying no. I'm not saying no. It's okay. just it, it, I got to be specific. Right. You know what I'm saying because it's it's a very unique skill set. Yeah. And like it's wh- not. What is the job of a wh- producer? Director? I mean, it's it's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It's not just creative. It's, it's managerial. You're managing right. a lot of different personalities. Right. I mean, you you become basically the, one of the parents of the show. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. basically the showrunner and you basically the parents of the show, mm-hmm. and that means you're responsible for the cast. Mm-hmm. You're responsible for the crew. You're responsible for the scripts coming in, mm-hmm. prepping the directors, make sure the directors are ready, make sure the directors are executing the vision of the show. So it's, there's a lot on mm-hmm. your plate right. continually. Your manager. You're ma- yeah, right. so you, you could be directing episode mm-hmm. seven, right. but you got to look at edits of episodes four, five, and six. You got to see what's, how prep for eight is going. Right. You got to see how the cast is going, how the crew is going. You, know, you got to see how this new uh, <clears throat> cam operator is gelling with the crew. It's a lot mm-hmm. of different things that are going on. And I didn't really pay attention to it mm-hmm. until this past year. And I said, well, let me see if this is even something I would mm-hmm. really want to do. Because, I mean, one th- it's one thing coming into a show and bringing your energy into this show and, right. and, and executing and prepping for your eight days and shooting for your eight, nine days mm-hmm. and then moving on. Right. But when you're there for the duration, meaning it becomes, like I said, it's your child. Right. And it's a whole different level of investment. So okay. uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I, can see I was from like, point of view. "Well, you know what? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I know I've been fortunate enough to be around some some producing directors that are masterful at it. Mm-hmm. They just they just get it. Right. And I'm like, okay, all right. I see how they move. Right. I see the decision making process, the creative process. I, I see how they how how they make this choice, this sacrifice, this mm-hmm. compromise for the sake of pro- progression right. and efficiency. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay." Got it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like I said, if I were to do it, that's the way I would. Okay, that's the thing. Yeah. If I did it, I want to do it to the best of my abilities. Sure. I'm not trying to say I'm gonna do it just because you know someone's offered it to me. Like, nah, mm-hmm. I got too much respect for the craft, mm-hmm. and too much respect for the process. Mm-hmm. And having seen some masters do it, I'm like, let me get some li- little bit more in my arsenal mm-hmm. before you know I, well, I jump into that. I'll okay. tell you, it's interesting because <laughs> the, the episode that I shadowed on, the guy was the producing director, and it's interesting because. He was working with a partner who was like a producer on it. Like, like he came from the advertising world, and he made and him and his partner, they co-wrote a feature and then produced it and it did decent at South by Southwest, and that's how he got his jump into doing TV. And on the episodes, like you know, like those guys shared the office mm-hmm. together, and they worked together, and yeah. like we're talking about the cuts, and they were getting. I mean, mm-hmm. and th- those guys let me watch all that and see right. how the parents. their whole process, you yeah. know, because on my episode, which was the last episode of the show, he was like, you know, like they were shifting around the schedule so they could reshoot 
certain scenes from other episodes because mm-hmm. they had watched cuts and were like, we don't mm-hmm. like this. And the showrunner was like, then we got to reshoot it. How's it going to look? And yeah. then he was like matching like just certain shots or a certain moment from a, some another director and another cinematographer's kind of work came in. It was interesting. They had to shoot it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They came. We we, we got to do this because right. the network. Yeah, you don't like, bring the director back. Yeah, you don't bring the. Yeah, you right. can. Oh, you, you can. can. Yeah, yeah. If, if the director is available. They offer that to him, okay. but sometimes the director mm. isn't available. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. it's this thing where they were like, you know, they just need to get like a few shots, mm. like with couple, you know, and then and they just kind of weaved it into the schedule, which mm. made it weird for me when I was there because like I was like, you know, they sent me all the stuff, the schedule and the script, and this is what you're gonna be shooting, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then when I get there, and it's like, oh, we're shooting this today, or, or this after- afternoon, we're shooting this. Right. And I was like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> this is from what script? I didn't even yeah, know. Right. That, you know, I was like, yeah, oh, right. so my and then you guys go another yeah. episode, and I mean, and and those two guys, that director and his partner, were really were really on it. You know, mm-hmm. they had worked a lot. I mean, they're, they're, his partner been like David Lynch's assistant for like 10 years wow. so he again mm-hmm. wasn't somebody you know new. he got a like, yeah he, so <laughs> yeah. he had so those guys knew how to yeah. like you said to come in and be and the showrunner gave who gave them a lot of responsibility that they were cool with running with mm-hmm. you know yeah. um yeah. I think you're right it has to be a project that you really uh um you just can't come to do any project like you can't that, you can't you know because it, 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 be it, it has it has seriously hurt a couple of people health wise mm-hmm. Put, taking on that role in certain situations. I mean, I, I know some producing directors that have suffered physically. Right. Their bodies have taken taken a toll because it's it's a grind, man. You know, and you well, know, is that, is that you or Jeff that said? Sorry to judge me. Is that you or Jeff that said that you know um, John Singleton? You know, thirty years was making movies, and then four years of making TV is what killed him. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely. Didn't I don't know if you that. heard that. I, 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 didn't, I didn't. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. But it, it is a grind. That's yeah. why you, you have to take care of your body. Right. Meaning you have to hydrate. You got. You have to sweat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to put down the red meat. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, 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 the sugar, that's the Snickers, <laughs> these sexy ass Snickers in my face. But anyway, but I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a totality right. of it. You and it's even worse on a set. It's even worse on a set. Yeah, you want. and then you got crafty. Yeah. These crafty motherfuckers be like, "Hey, Carl, <laughs> I got this German chocolate cake uh-huh. with some caramel on top." Like, you know, I'm a sugar addict, dog. <laughs> yeah, I want a slice, man. Where's my sushi? If I don't get the sushi, yeah. y'all better back exactly. up. So you have to make a constant effort to you know in totality, constant you know. Get your rest. You have yeah. to rest. That whole I only need three hours of sleep is some bullshit. I don't know who. Bullshit. Some people are on that. Yeah, yeah. You, you get yeah. three hours of sleep, then yeah. have to function and make decisions. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. If you're just coasting, mm-hmm. like I can nod off somewhere. No, you have to be actively <laughs> engaged throughout right. the day for 12, 14 hours. Right. Three you hours. You got to go sleep. back to the hotel. Then you got to go back and no. watch the dailies. Mm-hmm. And it's two o'clock in the morning. It, you got to be back up at six. Yeah, it never you stops, man. Right. It never stops. So you, you got to take, you have to take care of your, your body. Yeah, in, that's in the that thing regard. that I yeah. feel like a lot of people don't, um, you know, it's one of the things I think that like a lot of people who don't direct don't know how much, how, like how, the physical toll it can take on you. No. You know? I mean, it's because what we do, people don't really understand what we do. Like, right. My, my, my like what do you do? just tell people to do whatever? No, like like one of, one of my one of my family members was like, yeah, I watched it. I watched the episode. I didn't see you. So <laughs> what do they need you for? Like that I, I saw your name, which is cool, but I didn't see you. I'm looking all over. We rewinded that's it to look like that's no, that's not him. That's not him. Wow. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's funny because you're right. If, if you don't know it, if you, yeah. if you don't experience it. It's, it's like folks, get your shit together. No, but no, but, no, but, but I mean, I, I get that. But that's one thing. But I'm talking about like, there's, there's, like I think that writers, you know, because I hear a lot of times how like 
I see here so many writers at the guild complain a lot about what the director did to the episode mm -hmm. or what the director did to my movie and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like I you know what you don't know what the <clears throat> job is. You don't there's there's a, there's a lot you don't you can't get you. Like well, that's what Carl was saying a minute ago. It's about interpretation. It's that's interpretation. why you got to get there to make sure, just to see what's going on. Because yeah. you might have a voice, but like, oh no, no, I didn't want them to swing from there. Right. I wanted to swing from there. Yeah. And then walk you know in this mean? door. Keep, exactly. keep this one open. Yeah. You're, you're right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's interpretation. It's interpretation, but it's like you know what I think the actor. You know, it's like dealing with the actors. Yeah. The I mean, and it's different on maybe television show, but in, you know, the movie. Probably the same in the television show that the actor might say, I want some changes. Well, that's the thing. Production is an organism right. that's constantly evolving. Right. So pivots are going to happen. Mm -hmm. Anybody that thinks that you're not going to pivot in a production, I mean, back in the day when Hitchcock would storyboard everything and, right. and want to do it like that, I'm like, I don't know how he pulled off some of this stuff. Or, or, or <laughs> some of the actors were just like, no, nah, because I mean, and then you also, you also have to respect the creative process, man. A creative idea will evolve. Right. You know, it might be one thing on Monday, but by Friday, it's, it's evolved into a whole different right. thing. So you got to respect that process. Right. And then when everybody comes in, they contribute an element to this creative evolution. Right. So the writer has one idea, the creator has an idea, hopefully to evolve it. Mm -hmm. Then the actor comes to evolve it. So keep keeping in line with the director's vision, right. the AD, the DP, everybody can keep evolving this singular idea and sometimes it requires a pivot because let me ask you something chris just said something interesting just hit me <clears throat> so you're in a scene right mm -hmm. so you're, you're you're blocking with the a team right meaning mm -hmm. all the stars mm -hmm. right you're blocking with them you got them all set and you're like okay um so in here you're gonna and you're gonna walk in the door you're gonna do blah blah blah, blah. and then and you have it all planned within this shape mm -hmm. right here mm -hmm. they can fuck around if they want to but within this shape this is where i see it mm-hmm and the director go. I mean, the 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 your your the first on the call sheet says, "Well, I like that, but I was actually picturing. I was actually instead of standing, I was going to be sitting, and I want to I want to do such and such and such, mm -hmm. which is totally out of the shape of how you." And saw. that happens. You that know what I mean? All, yeah, that happens all it the time. It is an adjustment that mm -hmm. you have to do. That's why you have, to, you, you have to stay flexible. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's always great to have a plan A, which is your blocking. Right. And in, and you know, in some shows, like tell me where to go. Tell me what you want me to do. Mm -hmm. We'll do that. Nice. Some shows come in like I got my own ideas, mm -hmm. and some, they may have great ideas. That's so what rehearsals for that's what rehearsals for. You know, so sure. so so what, you read the words, mm -hmm. then you start to block it. Right. As you're blocking, you're like, do you have any ideas? Mm -hmm. And if they're like, what do you suggest? Oh, here's my plan. Right. But I always defer. I'm like, oh, you go to what, them first. Yeah, absolutely. That's Especially that's if it's the one on the call. Yeah, she's been yeah, doing yeah. this for five, six for seasons. Sure, like, yeah. what is your idea? Like, yeah. well, I was thinking this. I'm like, cool, mm -hmm. perfect. And right. and and as you build a degree of trust, mm -hmm. sometimes your ideas link up. Right. Sometimes it's so. Far, sometimes your ideas link up. Sometimes they have a much better idea. Sometimes you have a much better idea. Mm -hmm. But it, it's all we're all trying to make the very best thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I remember <laughs> on one show, I had an idea. And the one was like, it'll never make the cut. I said, I bet you $50 it makes the cut. You did, really? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. And when it made the cut, I said, I, I said, I don't want my $50. <laughs> I want push-ups. Push-ups, really? But I only take 10%. He broke down and did them push-ups, man. Did it really? I said, oh, this made my day. I mean, because his, his instincts are so. He got so, respect for you for that. I bet he, 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 yeah. he does. But his instincts are so spot on. Yeah. I've learned so much from working with him mm -hmm. that I've taken to other shows mm. on how to prepare. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm in prep mode, I'm not just looking at shots. I'm look, I'm also looking at the questions the actors may ask me right. about their intention. Right. Why am I doing this? Why am I in here? 
What's 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 got me here? Where am I going? So, so yeah. why, who, why, yeah. all that? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. You're that learning, you, Kiki. That yeah. you sit around. Look, look, <laughs> look, that's what so much of the directing work is. Is like trying to anticipate these questions and trying to figure out what people are gonna. Like, I mean, this is the thing that I was trying to tell. And the thing we did, one of the writers, I was like. Dude, if you don't change this scene and the actor asks me a question, mm-hmm. I can't answer from what you've written. Right. So you better rewrite this so I can give right. an answer to him. And if yeah. you, you know what, and let's <clears throat> figure out what that's gonna be, and it'll help you inform what you wrote. Mm-hmm. It might make it better, it might make it worse, but we yeah. need clarity because right. I don't want to sit there and they go, "Hey, Chris, so so now what am I supposed to be doing here?" And I'd be like, "Uh." I don't know because I don't know because because I can't figure out what the script means either. Right. And it's like those are the questions that you always got to be asking because it helps it helps you figure out how to look at the scene. Yeah. You know, like oh, there's a different way we could do this, or you know, it's just there's different ways to approach how you're visually going to tell it mm-hmm. if you understand it more than just the surface level. Like get deep, 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 deep. Because sure. it's interesting because like you see, you know, I was mentioning this movie last time. You need to see this movie. It's fucking dope as shit. It's called <laughs> um, um, A Long Day's Journey Into Night. And it's, a, it, I mean, and the, so now that's an Edward, that's a, that's a Eugene O'Neill play, right. but that's, it's this new film by this Chinese oh, filmmaker. New. new film, yeah. It came out last year. Chi- okay. Chinese filmmaker. This guy does such cool ass shit that you just like, uh, did you did you sit there and you wonder like how, like he's asking these questions why like like, how, like you know he was having a conversation with the talent mm-hmm. beforehand to get these to get the shots that he got the, the way the way he decided because there's not a lot of cutting in the movie mm-hmm. and I realize that it's like because they had to figure out like how to get everyone to sit down in the right place and to like design everything in a way that was that maximize the storytelling mm-hmm. you know and it was all and, and you know you, and working you know this you can you can know when it's like they this is what they all the process helped them get here mm-hmm. and that's asking questions constantly yeah. about what are you trying and that's to do. that's where the tone meeting comes in at you know and and if you can i, I like to have tone i have extensive tone meetings i've had two and three hour tone meetings hmm. but i've also tried to have pre-tone meetings as are well. you doing page by page oh yeah page, tone? By, yeah page by page right. line by line yeah right. and in in some shows the writer's with you from prep through production, mm-hmm. nice. which is awesome because really you can ask good. them all kind of questions. Mm-hmm. Number one, and then two, they know the mythos of the show, mm-hmm. so that if they I know where it's going, where it's going, later and, later and later. what was happening two seasons right. ago as well, right. so that when I'm talking with the cast, mm-hmm. you just light years ahead of the game when that when that happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but yeah, it, you you ask those questions early on, and even then, when you do that, there's still something that slips through the cracks, and you get on set like. Oh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, that, it, it just, that's, that's always gonna happen. Pivoting gonna is happen. just a part of production, right. and it, you learn to embrace it, man. Mm-hmm. And like, like going to these meet the nominees events, they have the DJ where these directors that are nominated for Oscars right. share their experiences. When when Scorsese and I've been when Scorsese is like, yeah, man, I had an idea, it was shitty, it didn't work, we had to pivot. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, I love it. Yo, if Scorsese is yeah. saying that, yeah. I might be on to something. And, and <laughs> exactly. it, I mean, you, you realize that we're all experiencing this similarly, mm-hmm. and you may look at them as these iconic fi- filmmakers, which they are. Like they could do no wrong. They, they could do no wrong, exactly. but you, it just kind of helps demystify. Like you know what, this is a process we all go through. Mm-hmm. So how I approach it is, you know, I'm not alone in this, and this is how it. This is how it goes, mm-hmm. and to not. You know, resent it. Don't buck back to it, lean into it because it makes things better. Like I said, I, I've I've experienced the process where I have an idea that you know is cool. 
Somebody add, the DP adds on to it, the AD adds on to it, right. the actors add on to right. it, the editor adds on to it. And I'm like, oh, this shit is amazing. Right. You know? Yeah. And then also, I mean, you and know. You, really, you look good. Exactly. Yes. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yes. This is great. You know right. what I'm saying? So, and, and then, you know, you rarely ever get rehearsal time yeah. on shows. Mm-hmm. But they're fast when you do. But yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you I got on, 20 minutes, it's on, like, on Snowfall, I got, I got two hours to rehearse. Two some, hours to rehearse? Some, some, potent, some potent scenes wow. that definitely paid off in okay. dividends right. when we sh- the day we shot. Right. It paid off. Um, I mean, it was amazing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. I, I wish you could have a lot of time to rehearse, but it's a it's a train that's always going. Right. So while you're prepping, they're shooting and so forth. Two things I want to <laughs> say about um, the ideas. You know, I, I was you know I was listening to James Mangold oh. talk about. Um, he was talking about you know for this year for Ford Ferrari, right? He was talking mm-hmm. about that, and he was mentioning about how the flexibility you got to have. And he was mentioning about when he, when he did Copland. Um, you know, he, I think they shot like the first like week of that, and he was looking at the uh, publicity stills, and he was like, "This motherfucker's getting better shots of my movie than I'm getting." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this is a publicity guy, mm-hmm. and then he realizes like, "Oh, because he's not coming in with a fixed plan. He's he he knows what he needs to get." But then he's looking around the set and watching and seeing what it is. Keeping organic. It, yeah, and he's like, you know, what do we do? Because if you get so stuck in your plan, you're gonna, you're, you're, well, you're gonna fuck up because you're not gonna. Well, you're not gonna. You'll, you'll leave something on the table. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like Sam Mendes talked about this at the, at, at the DJ nominee. He said, you know, <laughs> they had an ending of 1917 already, hmm. but that night, one in the morning, he's hmm. like. Some some's just not right. Mm. That's that gut talking yes, to you, for sure. needing that. He's like, "Yo, let's 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 revisit." So mm-hmm. he got the set extra early, mm. kind of walked through it. and said, "Nah, this not gonna work." Mm. And they totally redid that ending. Oh, the, final, the final, the final ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, see, this, you know, which was dope. It was dope. It was shit. dope. It was, it was dope, dope shit. Well, you know, what's interesting because I because I didn't notice this until I watched it the second time. Um, you see, well, what, the first time I, I saw it, see it the second did, time. did you see yeah. it in the theater the first the first, time? Yes, yes. Did you see it in the theater, theater. the first time? I, I did not. I saw it on my 80 inch, but it was okay. It was, okay. It's, it's, and I got some surround sound. It's, 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 that helps. It's, 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 if it's almost it's, 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 you get a pass. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that number one, that's a theater experience movie. It is. It is. But when I came And you need to see it twice. Yeah. You have to see it twice. But so I had the screener and I watched it again. Um, I just remember at the end there's something really fascinating it's like it's like they so the thing about the movie that's so fucking dope is that is that you as a filmmaker you know how much shit is going on like off camera like the Dude. the movement or like like the machine Dude, movement the I, I, just wanna, I just want to watch the focus puller yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. I, wow, I'm hoping somebody just record the focus puller because I'm like because you know how you know how you have to reset. Dude. I just reset back to one. Blah, blah, blah. I said you go back to one on this. That's eight minutes. Of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, but but the choreography but was flawless. But the thing is, is that yes. the shot when he when uh, when the guy Schofield sits down at the end and kneels down, mm-hmm. it's like if you look at the time of day that it is because the sky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's very because he's kind of in silhouette and stuff like that when they're behind him. When it comes around him and it's, and it's, and it's tracking around, it, the, the the light on his face is a lot more. It's more. You can. It's evenly lit. You know. And I'm right. like, these motherfuckers like moved in like a they like a sun thing coming in. It's it's, wow. it's so. But it's, it's so. And there's another moment in there that I fucking love too. Is um. I had to watch this scene three times to watch it. The scene when he jumps off the bridge and goes in the water. Oh, yeah. Because it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. But when he gets to that part at the end, it's day. And I was like, 
where the, it is, but it's a seamless transition to daylight. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh, it, I didn't remember that. Yeah, I know, it's, I know. It's real it's subtle. It's so subtle. I mean, they, 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 so they pull it off like the yeah. sun coming up. It's real yeah. slow. It, the sun starts coming up before it even falls into water. Yeah. But you don't even realize it until he's getting out of the water. Yeah, uh, it's so fucking dope. It's so I, that's, I really believe 1917 was the best film this year. I'm happy the Parasite Oh, won. I was cool with Parasite. Because, it, I, I, and I just hope it opens the door to American audiences to mm-hmm. receive more films that are subtitled because remember we were talking about this online about yeah. all these subtitled films that are just yeah. amazing because when I saw Parasite I instantly thought about this film I saw The Devil mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. yo if you see this this is one of the dopest it's gory what year it, is it the 70s no man this is about this is less than 10 years old oh, you know? it's less than 10 years old but it, it's it, it's, 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 it's one of the dopest movies I, I've ever seen because mm-hmm. it it makes you go from rooting for somebody to become you become the devil. Yeah, really. Which is so yeah, yo, just I'm telling you. And it's subtitled. <laughs> it's 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 Asian cinema. It's it's amazing film. <laughs> and I'm like, this is kind. Of, this, it should have been that the best down, Chris, Write that down. Write that down. Yeah. Well, okay, well, look, 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 look. Yeah. I mean, like, someone had asked me, and I and I put this together, and it's it's on one of my tweets recently. I said, you know, here's a, I spent a list of a hundred films, mm-hmm. a link to something I did on like a tiny letter. I was like, here's a hundred. Here's a hundred foreign films you need to watch right, right. because there's so much shit that they do yeah. that's not predicated by um, it's not such a slave to the to the commercialism mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they can go and get money for a movie and say this is talking about our culture mm-hmm. so give us some money and, and they'll get the money you know and and the, the design of the film can be entirely different than anybody thinks about it and it's like um, I mean, there's a movie that came out last year I think it was up for the Academy Awards it's called um, Capernaum have you seen this movie Capernaum no. I've heard of it Mm-mm. it's uh, I want to say it's a Lebanese film but it's about this street kid uh, I mean he's kind of poor and it's a street kid thing and, and it's and, but he gets involved and goes to prison and stuff like that and he sues his parents for bringing him into this world and not having the resources to properly raise him. Oh, wow. huh. And it's just like, fuck! It's called Capernaum? Yeah, Capernaum. Yeah, like K, it's C-A-P-E-R-U-M or something like that. What was the name of the other film you just mentioned? Oh, uh, A Long Day's Journey into Night. Um, and it's just <laughs> like, I mean, watch those movies. I mean, I mean, look, I was, was the three movies that I really loved the most last mm-hmm. year is I love Ford Ferrari, mm-hmm. I love Parasite, and I love 1917. And I love them for reasons as a filmmaker. I was like, fuck, like, I wish I were doing that shit. Because mm-hmm. those are the type of movies that like filmmakers, I mean, like you know there's some making. It's like, I want to do shit like that. Because mm-hmm. it's like the cool ass shit. Like the thing that, that, that most people don't know about what... Um, Parasite director does is he does that thing that like that Fincher does where he where he stitches two takes together oh, really? throughout stuff mm-hmm. you know so he's like oh best performance on you here over the shoulder on me I want this and he'll stitch them together mm-hmm. um, and it's so fucking fascinating and that's the thing about 1917 it's like motherfucker to make a movie like this you know I mean like I, it's just like, like the, I mean because you know you know, if it's like that bridge scene where he's coming across the bridge, it's like, it's like, I mean, how? Where it come yeah. off the camera? It's like, just where, where are you guys at? Yeah, where yeah. are you? Where are you? I, I, I just know I came out of that so inspired as a filmmaker. So was I, and I'm so like, so was I. That is one of those situations where, like, I'm glad I'm a filmmaker because seeing a film like this is what inspired me to become a filmmaker. Yes, it, I, I felt like this coming out of do the right thing back in 1989. Yes, 
Well, that's it, the kind of shit. Yeah, and, and the thing that the thing that like I've been telling people for the last couple of years is, you know, the success of these Marvel films are cool and all, but I wouldn't walk out of them and say I'm gonna be a filmmaker. Yeah, because yeah. it's like there's there's they're so kind of like. Um, they're like they're like sugar rushes. Well, it's, it's McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know, know I mean, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like when you watch like 1917, or it's just it's just like what the fuck. Is, I mean, it's the thing about like I remember when Mango was talking about Ford Ferrari, <clears throat> where it's like they were going to like the like they had to get cars made that had the bodies of the old cars because they wanted to go up to, to, to those real speeds, 120, 30 miles an hour, whatever the fuck it was, 200 miles an hour, and they wanted to shoot at that speed. Mm. And I, because they were saying, hey, because the, the, the mango said, the thing I hate the most is when I see that you're going fast in a car and there's no like face pressure yeah. you know oh, yeah and, totally, and, I, and I was totally. like yeah motherfucker you get 100 miles an hour that's you're gonna feel, you get a, or yeah, miles, you're gonna feel sure. it and you feel it in that car and he was like because that scene when um uh tracy letts and i haven't seen it oh okay so so there's a scene where Tra- it won't fool anything tracy letts and matt damon like tracy letts plays um uh the the ford guy like whatever like the He's the son of the grandfather, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and he and he and and they got to convince him to go in this that what they're doing is right. So he's they get in the car with Matt Damon, and they're and he's like zipping around this um this airfield, and it's like you know they're going to 150 miles an hour because his skin is like flapping. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You're like that's motherfucker, crazy. that's real shit. There's yeah. no fake background, right. I, none of that green screened mm-hmm. out background that I hate in car. You and feel him you in the f- car. You feel yeah. him in the car. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, and he, and he was like, that's what I want you to feel as the audience. So yeah. what are we like if you were going that? Fast? That's how you can. That's how you. Get, that's you know. That's the thing, man. Because we are, well, we're desensitized because mm-hmm. we get hit with so much different content from so mm-hmm. many different ways. You constantly got to find different ways to engage the audience. Sometimes you have to go back to the practical. You got to go That's back to the problem. practical. They, too much yeah. of the special effects and yeah. CGI. Well, it, it make, it, sometimes makes sense. It, it, it makes sense, and there's a connection the audience right. has. You know what I'm saying? But that also goes back to Mangold's research. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was that in tune with his research that he was like, "Oh yeah, your face shakes." And yeah. that level of authenticity, and that's the thing, man. You root everything in authenticity. Yeah. That also is another way to engage your audience because that it's 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 a, there's a level of truth to it mm-hmm. that makes them connect. Like, oh, I'm in this car with these guys. I'm a fly on the wall in this car going 200 miles per hour. Yeah, you well, feel it. You well, that, feel, yeah, you that's feel the thing. It. I, that's the thing I say to people all the time. You know, like as, as filmmakers, we say the the process is the train and it's going. You know, mm-hmm. but I always say as a writer. Particularly with the movie, because you know it's going to end at a certain point. It's like right. you are putting someone on an emotional train ride, mm-hmm. and you know you got to like, and and you know what that means. Like, mm-hmm. get him on and don't let it stop. And you're going on the bullet train, mm-hmm. and like, the emotions have got to be, and that's engaging them from frame one. Mm-hmm. And that's right. like the thing that, um, uh, if you think about like you know, we talked earlier about the scripts that you write that are going to fear people and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like and writing a really good fucking movie is like. I don't give a fuck what happens on page ten. Mm-hmm. Don't that doesn't have to be no like turning point. Like like, but if I have you emotionally gripped by page ten, I can wait till whenever it's fifteen, twenty, point. blah blah. Just yeah. Get, yeah. you know because it's like yeah. I have you, and right. that's really your job as the the writer as the filmmaker. Get the audience and keep well, them. You, you know, you talk about it all the time, Chris, and I know you do too, Carl. That first frame, you can tell if it's going to be good. The first fucking frame. Yeah. When you really start to pay attention, you can to tell them they have control. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they have control, right. and if this will maintain your interest, you're absolutely right. right. Was it arbitrary? Absolutely. Did they put yes. something dumb? I mean, I was, 
I just, I just, I clicked on by mistake. Um, <laughs> well, because I was turning the camera off, turning off, and it came on uh, the Bling Ring the other mm-hmm. night. Okay. This Francis Coppola movie. <laughs> no, okay. No, no, the Sophia, Sophia yeah, Coppola movie. Sophia Coppola movie. Kids Robin. Yeah, Robin. Yeah. And like, you know, it starts off in the first shot is this like, it's this interesting kind of angle of, um, you're up on a, a like a, a, like a, like a pathway walking up some house. And I was hmm. like, oh, that's, Interesting. Just that open, and, the, and right. then the kids come in as shadows, as and and the, and when you watch it, like you don't know their kids, and I, and I, and I don't just watch like those thirty seconds was turning mm-hmm. it off, but I was like, that's mm-hmm. a smart fucking shot. Like it t- it's telling you a lot because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is fucking robbers. It's like coming in. Just do- I mean, it's almost like a so it's film. their point of view. Yeah, no, it's no, it's like you know because they come into frame, you know, oh, and they, okay, and, right. and they're sh- and they're silhouetted, so you don't know their kids. Yeah. Right. It's but a security camera. And you're like, oh shit, is that like you into it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm into it. I was like, oh. That's a smart That's a hook. choice. Yeah, yeah visual yeah. hook. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember someone was saying that uh, you, know, you can always kind of tell in like the first three shots that the filmmaker is like yeah. knows the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And then I was listening. I was driving. I was listening to someone that I just watched on um, Hell or High Water. Mm-hmm. You know, and like mm-hmm. that is like because that's that is that cars coming in and the bank robbery and the following the car. Right. And you're like, oh, like this is fucking gonna be interesting. Just the the way that he's showing you that mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. It's just a car coming up to a, a bank mm-hmm. at the in the in the morning. But there's tension. But it's tension yeah. and it's, just, yeah, it's right. you know, it's, yeah, you fucking yeah, uh, yeah. did it conversely. Mm-hmm. I hate to hate, but I'm gonna tell I hate right now. It's like the first shot of Roma. Did you see Roma? I did. Is well, that, I didn't yeah. finish it. But the water, started, the water, the water, see, you didn't finish it. <clears throat> that, what was that first shot? Just was water slowly yeah. coming to a drain. I was like, that doesn't. I, I started fast forwarding it. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought it was on pause. <laughs> 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 Hold on, is this is this what you're doing? Is this what you're doing? Oh hell no! Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> but, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. that opening shot told me so right. much about what yeah. this movie is. I mean, and again, like his his compadre, who I love. Um, in Nari 2, mm-hmm. like the first frame of fucking um, Amoris Peros, mm-hmm. is that dog bleeding in the backseat of the car. You're mm-hmm. just, and then mm-hmm. you feel, you're like, oh shit, a buddy dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what the fuck is this movie about? You yeah. know, the car engine? <laughs> so, you're curious. Yeah, you're yeah. curious. Yeah. So. yeah, they hook you in like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm reading the uh, <laughs> Coppola's, uh, I always go back to it every now and then, his, uh, his handbook mm. for The Godfather. Okay. Man, any film. Like what type of stuff is inside of it? For everything. It, it breaks down how he approached the screenplay mm-hmm. first, starting with the characters. I mean, because it's based on the novel, but it's really not based. on He took elements from the novel to create the screen to mm-hmm. create the story, right. and said, "Okay, it was kind of pulpy mm-hmm. and kind of you know mafia ish." Right. He got into the nuance of a family and really got into the the nuances of of a family structure right. and kind of mined all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And just his process of going from the book. To the, to the script, to how we shot it, those images and things of that nature. I mean, as a filmmaker, it's a great way to show you, okay, here's how I can break down my content uh-huh. to make sure I'm, it's, it's on a high level of sophistication. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I remember when, he, on the, on the, when, the DV, in the, when the DVDs first came out, that the restored version. The kids it, are like, what's a DVD? There's a, right. um, <laughs> DVD. There's a, there's a, a su- supplement <clears throat> where he actually has the notebook because mm-hmm. because he basically took like a note like a, a like a, a, a three inch binder five inch binder mm-hmm. and he he cut out every page of the book and he like put it on a like you know on, on like an F by eleven sheet of paper yep. okay. and like mm-hmm. just and then all his notes and his like I, he's like underlining this is the camera image this is the image that I like this is the lines mm-hmm. that I like you just it's a really fascinating um, um, 
like you said, like like understand like how, what your job is when you're yeah. taking words and you got to make pictures. Yeah. You know, it helps it helps sell the fact. Well, not sell, but it, it helps confirm the fact that this isn't arbitrary. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not a fluke. It, it's not a fluke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not throwing some shit on the wall. I'm like, oh, that shit stuck. And it was dope. <laughs> I did that. No, it's yeah. all it's all been planned and mapped out and things like right. that. Yeah, so. you know, you know what's interesting about that the Godfather. There's always something that you learn about these movies that you, I never heard before. So there's this documentary. That you should watch this. It's called uh, it's called Making Waves. Making waves. It's on um, it's on Amazon right now. Yeah, homework. Um, and um, he thought you had a couple of days oh, off. You know, it's, it's called "Making Waves: The Art of Cinematic Sound," hmm. okay. and it just looks at what the sound, the sound, like the sound job is. Hmm. You know, like what sound mixers do, okay. what the visual effects people like, what they do. And just interviewed guys like Walter Murch and Gary Rydstrom, and and uh, Walter Murch. You know, obviously, you know, if people don't know, but like he, um, you gotta put that in the uh, Yeah, you know, like he's he he did the editing and the, I mean, he he's the first one who got the. Uh, the sound designer credit went on Apocalypse Now because you know he spent like a year just doing the sound on that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he mentioned something interesting is that you know he met George, so he and George Lucas went to USC together. Yeah. So it's all those guys. They had got some deal at Coppola won this thing, so he was directing Phineas Rainbow mm-hmm. on on the Warner Brothers lot. And they and it went so well that they that he marshaled that deal to get the funding to do American Zoe Trope. Oh, okay. and then the first movie they did was um, THX yeah thirty eight right, and because it was such a flop, mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. the people like at Warner Bros were like, oh, that money we gave you wasn't for your production company. It was a personal loan to you, Francis. You fucking like you know, like uh, convinced to do this movie. You owe us that money. Really? And he was like, "What?" They turned it around. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And he's and and he got out of it because uh, twelve directors had turned down The Godfather, and he was like, I, "I'll do it. I'll do it." Well, he didn't really want to do it at first. That's what I'm saying. Because like, I, I, his he, partner, George Lucas, was mm-hmm. like. Fuck that! You have to do this because it, because they needed the We're money. Going under, yeah. Because they needed the money. They needed the money. But he, well, because well, because he basically like if I do this, it'll help me get out of this Warner Brothers right. debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was something that I never knew before. But it sounded like he fell in love with it though. Well, no, he said if I do it, I'm not gonna do it the way they think it's gonna be right. done. Right. I'm gonna bring a level of authenticity mm-hmm. to this to the best of my ability. Right. Well, yeah, because mm-hmm. the whole thing was is that that the, the, the Warner Bros was pushing um, uh, who's the, what the fuck Sundance guy. They're pushing Robert Redford hmm. to play Michael. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I did hear that. You know, oh, he had to fight for Pacino. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah. He had to so fight for Brando, too. Brando, yeah. Autumn people. Fight for Brando? Because he was like, you <laughs> know. People just didn't probably see Brando in that no, role. No, because he had he, he, he had gone off the deep end at that point. Yeah. Definitely. And they were like, this motherfucker, no. Right. No, no, no. He had done this movie recently, right around the time called Burn, hmm. which y'all need to see. It's a fucked up slave movie. Um, fucked up slave movie <laughs> um, but it's really good though mm-hmm. uh, by the guy who directed um, the Battle of Algiers mm. it takes place on this island this Portuguese island in this, oh you told us about yeah, that yeah and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean he'd done that movie he, like, right. he just got Colin Cra- it was like this motherfucker's crazy we mm. don't want him and shit and Copa had kind of convinced them to, mm. that he, that he I, like, I'll manage him I'll manage him, him. but he's like 32 mm. and he's like oh I, I can fucking manage the legend <laughs> no you can't <laughs> so yeah. no but you're right it's like you have to go back and look at these 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 uh, um, uh, things these these, these the Copa book but you know what I, 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 I talked about this briefly because I watched that 
sound documentary, The Making Waves, um, it, late at night last mm-hmm. week, and I was like, "Fuck, everyone needs to watch this because it was it's so." On Amazon, it's on Amazon. Okay. Uh, it's like four hours, whatever fuck it is. Um, but it's like this is the thing that you know, the, and they're they're all saying that you know half your movie is the audio, you know, like, and I I just think uh, is you, and you kind of forget that. You know, when you're watching movies, because the, the one thing that Walter Murch says is, he was saying, he was like, uh, uh, um, people will go to a movie and go, oh, that movie looked good. Mm-hmm. They never go, that movie sounded good. No. Well, if you think about it, though, we all are the type of people, we could watch a movie that doesn't look as good, mm-hmm. but it's got to sound good. Well, yeah, it's well, got to sound better yeah, than it because yeah, I've yeah. seen a couple of shorts and I'm yeah, like, didn't, yeah, yeah. but it sounded they, good, they, they, so I they, stuck they through did the sound job. Because exactly. it's because like because Merch made these interesting points. Like he was saying that um, he says he said he said, look, you know, the first thing that forms is your ears when right. you're a baby. So the, that's when that's you first. So your first introduction to life as an embryo is what you're listening to, mm. and you hear your Which dad, the mother sings to you, them, your mom, and, yeah. and you hear all this stuff. So and mm. and, the, and the Spielberg was talking about how it's like. You know, like sound is how we really interpret emotion. Hmm. You know, because it's it's kind of like you know, it's one of the things I say to people all the time about like when you watch movies that are foreign films. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't want to watch the dub version. You can watch the dub version, but it's like, but you hear, but you can understand what they're emotionally saying, even if you don't understand the language right. because of what you are okay. you're, you're hearing is like sonically. You cheat yourself. With the yeah, dub I would much yeah. rather read see the, read the, the subtitles yeah, than absolutely. to hear the dub. That throws me. Then the voices aren't matching. Right, they are matching. Well, you know, and also because they don't, they don't, um, a a lot of people don't spend the time to kind of dub them right. Again, Walter Mersch, he developed this thing um, on The Godfather about how you can kind of like get the audio to really sound right. Um, I was watching some video on this the other day, but it's like he, he like you, you know the opening scene with the, with the music with the, the the wedding party. So he said, so they recorded the wedding party with the music playing there on this, this live like like track to get the sound. Mm-hmm. But then he he came in and took that same song and he would and so he would kind of like he would mix mix it into where at certain points you're hearing like like a recording of it at certain points you're hearing like the production track to kind of give it this the give it the space you need mm-hmm. and one of the things that you always that always fucks you up when you listen to like a dub movie is the the spacing the voices don't sound like they're in the space where they For are sure. and that really takes you out of that's, it that's that's a really you know good to, you know um, i was thinking about just talking about the sound thing that 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 Coppola Going back from the live to the to the to the production um, sound sounded to me like as there were times because it was it, remember it was moving a lot mm-hmm. so it was like there were times we were outside so it would gel it and you'd be inside yeah. so you could hear it be more hollow yeah, yeah. you know what I mean whatever yeah. so that's smart that's yeah. smart. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean that's the thing about that's the, I get, because I'm mean, just so because we talk you know, about like 1917 watching is like making you inspiring you to be a filmmaker it's like mm-hmm. all these things that you that you know that because you made movies you know it's just like when, when you get into that post part it's like what are you doing to like to, to add things to right. tweak little moments to kind of like bring it to life in ways that, that you I mean, that's the thing about when you're there on set it's like oh we're getting all this but you're always thinking about what are we going to add later like like what's going to elevate this later you know mm-hmm. because um, yeah. hey Carl let me ask you um, first of all I want to talk about the nomination for the NAAC in Somebody say it for me. 
Don't ask me about acronyms ever. What were you nominated for? Best director in a dramatic series for Snowfall. What episode? Episode three hundred eight, season one. Hedgehogs, season three. Go see that shit. That's why I was saying it. Yes. Make sure motherfuckers go watch. Oh yeah, yeah. Check that uh, out. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, how did that come about? Like, are, do you have to personally? I'm asking because somebody asked me. Mm-hmm. Do you have to personally go and and um, submit for that? Does 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 Snowfall do that? Like, who does your does your reps do? For it? the Image Awards, it's it's all y- you submit. Okay. So they they get hundreds of submissions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I so mean, did you submit? Did I, I, I submitted. I did okay. submit. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, you usually try to. I, I didn't submit any episodes last year because mm-hmm. I was I was out of town and mm-hmm. I didn't have time because you got to have a certain amount of copies and all this kind of stuff. Okay. And I was just like, yeah, I don't have time for all that. Yeah. But what I did was uh, I reached out to FX. Mm-hmm. And they got the copies there for me. So okay. it was kind of a joint situation. Right, I said, right, guys, right. I want to submit this for an image award, mm-hmm. see what happens. They're like, okay, cool. So And, and they're, they're lovely people over there. Oh, yeah. So And, mm-hmm. and they're, they're really proud. We of love it. Leonard over yeah. there. So. Oh, yeah, Leonard's, yeah, Leonard's really, great, man. Yeah, yeah. so, um, <clears throat> yeah, he had a great episode with you guys, mm-hmm. too, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact. Man. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's, that's where that process stems from. Like I said, and it's funny because uh, for years I was a judge for this category. Mm-hmm. And I use that. I I wanted to become a judge specifically just so I could study these episodes. Okay. Because in television, like, okay, so this if this is the best of, of the best, this will give this will give me an idea of mm-hmm. what to aspire for. Mm-hmm. So to get nominated is like okay, that's kind of cool. That's that's mm-hmm. then they put you well, up against motherfuckers. That, but, yeah. see, but, but see, that, that's, <laughs> right. that's very smart. I say to people all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like we get those. And it's a great thing that mm-hmm. that Latoya Morgan and, and and Liz Liz Alfred Albert. doing. It's like those scripts that come out. For the for your consideration, right. mm-hmm. I mean, just read those. Mm-hmm. There's like a there's a there's a like maybe it's a movie you don't like. There's a bit of there's a craft that they're showing. Mm-hmm. That's why the movie got made. Right. That's why the movie got released at this time because they could be releasing these movies at any time. Mm-hmm. But everyone's saying, oh no no, it's just something special, or, or they think it's something special, and it's like and and and, and you want to know what that difference is between what's being nominated and what's not, mm-hmm. and then you got to get your eye there yeah. to say hey this yeah. is so it's, it's about really emphasizing and strengthening your aesthetic mm-hmm. so that when you see something you're like okay that's dope right. that's not dope that's not dope but this is what could make it dope mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and, and it's a muscle that yeah. you, you work that's why it's, you know mm-hmm. I mean you're always studying you're either studying scripts you're either studying films you're studying the production the execution mm-hmm. of it so and that's how you get better at it right. you know what I'm saying and, and there was a little off the topic but still on the topic so you, myself, and Jeff Bird recorded an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, we did two. I still haven't dropped the one of you guys. Oh, that's right. What you did? I think we almost need to do it again because you're in a different place now. You know, you I guys would, were would, just starting to, to direct. Yeah, I would have to hear it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, sidebar. Go ahead, go ahead. So many folks have hit me like, yo, so I'm looking for the other episodes, man. What are the other episodes? <laughs> I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's all we got. So, yeah, so John Singleton was late. So we were like, fuck it, let's just turn the mic on and just go. I totally so they kind of interviewed each other. Yeah, about, totally about that. So we should just, I could just drop it if you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put it out there. It's um, but cool. I think you're in a different place now, yeah. you know, than where yeah. you were then. I almost feel like we need to do it now again where, where you are now. That would you know be cool. I mean? But, that, but, but mm. man, just listening to that episode, yeah. was, that was a tough one. Yeah. Well, let me go back. Um, let's elevate Let's preface it. Set it up. What, what was okay, it? so. Initially, Jeff Burden. Now, what's up, Jeff? Uh, we had a, an idea to do a, 
to podcast. Right. We, we had an idea to do a podcast. We would interview various iconic filmmakers mm-hmm. and kind of get their story behind the story. Right. Not the glam, glib, pomp, and circumstance mm-hmm. story, but their under the iceberg right. story. The real, real. The real, real, yeah. right? And we wanted the first one to be John because mm-hmm. John was instrumental for, for both of us right. in our careers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, John, you, you mind doing this podcast? It's like, yeah. shit, I'll do it. Yeah. And, it, you know, he came through and yeah. we did it. And hour and a half late, <coughs> yeah, but he yeah. was here. He was here. You know what I'm saying? He had a new in his defense. He had a newborn, he which did. I I'm totally teasing. understand totally now. Teasing. So the fact he showed up, yes. now salute. you understand. Salute, now you understand. salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy, man, because I listened to it while I was in New York. Mm-hmm. I was literally walking down Second Street listening yeah. to it because because Jeff heard it first. He said, "Yo, man, it's gonna hit you, dog." Yeah, it, it, it's it's a whole other level of emotion attached to it now that he's he's passed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, all right. So I ducked and dodged. Usually I, I listen to y'all joints right away. <laughs> exactly. Like, I said, I'm, I'm a whole Tuesday, on. Yeah, by Tuesday, heard. I'm done. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I'm going to let this one ride. So right. I listened to it on a Saturday. Right. And I mean, it, yeah, it was, it, was, it was emotional because in connecting that to my episode of Snowfall, mm-hmm. he had a stroke a couple of days before I started That's prep right. on yes. my episode. Mm-hmm. And normally, because I got my start with John doing Rebel, mm-hmm. anytime I book a show, I text him. Like, yo, man, I booked this, I booked yeah. this. And he'd be like, dude, you, you got to stop texting me. <laughs> You're good. You don't have to hit me no more. I'm like, oh, yes, I do. Exactly. I'm going to hit you on every episode from this point on until I die. He's like, bruh, just please. You don't have to do that no more, man. It's, it's cool. I'm like, no, nah, man. Nah, I'm, I'm forever indebted. And uh, so it, it became a running joke. Right. Hey, John, I got this going on. So I was excited to do Snowfall because it would have been a full circle moment. Right. You know what I'm saying? I started with Rebel with John. And then to come do Snowfall with John, I was excited. And mm-hmm. my first day of prep, he wasn't there. Mm. And it, it, I like I said, you know, where's John? Like, oh, you know, he they, he he had a fall. He's not feeling too well. He'd be in tomorrow. And then day two, he wasn't in. Day right. three, and you start getting into production, you getting into prep mode, but you're still like, yo, where's where's he at? Mm-hmm. And then you know, then I found out the real deal, mm-hmm. and was like, found out the real deal. But like, you can't tell anybody, yeah, because that's difficult. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting on this in prep, mm-hmm. knowing the real deal, right. lo- like maybe a week or two before anybody else. Was, right. So you just gotta gotta eat that. So it was a really Really an emotional time, man. I mean, tears were shed. I mean, because we we lost one of our, you know, mm-hmm. one of our icons, man, one of one of our heroes, and 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 fueled that into the production of the episode. And I mean, it it, it was cool because I would say eighty percent of the crew were there because of John had, had an origin story right. connected to John. Right. So what we would do? Now he's on, our West Coast Spike. He, exactly. You know what I mean, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. So he passed the day before I started shooting. Mm. Damn. So you had to take we, that into yeah, it. Yeah, which is a, a, it was a blow after blow after yeah, blow. Yeah. So my first day, I gra- I I gathered the I tell my eighty like yo man, and he's emotional as well because mm-hmm. he got his start through John. Mm-hmm. I said yo, we, we can't just start shooting. We gotta we gotta say something to everybody. Smart. So we gather everybody around. We in the hood like yeah. on fifty fourth. Like yo, every, I said listen everybody. <laughs> All the crips around there. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> yo, and I was like, hey, listen y'all, you know. <laughs> A tragedy happened to all of us yesterday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're all affected by it. I said, I stand here before you all because of him. Mm. I'm here because of him. Nice. I said, and I told everybody, I said, listen, if you need to mourn, you take that time to mourn. Mm. And don't feel like you got to gut it out. I mean, we're all here to do the work. We're going to do this for John. And, right. and that became our like thing for John. Right. And, you know, you got to take that time to mourn. You know, because we as people of color, and I don't know if this is a post-traumatic slave disorder thing but we we the way we address <laughs> mourning can be really fucked up yes. yeah totally you know what i'm saying we're so used to mourning we, yeah shit. we, we either you know ignore I mean? it or act right. like it ain't bothering us right. when it really is right. 
We drink it out, right. smoke it out, right. fuck it out, fuck it out. <laughs> See, something is not healthy. <laughs> wasn't I saying that? Wasn't I telling you that? I was telling you about that. I was telling you about this. Um, and I can only speak. This is a black man. I can't speak as a black woman. So, but but I know this is in the, in the operations will be the it would be different. I said, you know, part of the thing that I don't see in um, black cinema is, or a lot of times cinema is like black male rage. Hmm. In terms of, you know, like, you know, like, we don't have the ability to really be angry in public. We don't have the ability to emote. Mm. Right. Period. Period. But don't mean to cut you off, but. That's a huge, a much larger discussion mm-hmm. because the black man has been muted in so many different ways, <laughs> and some, and, and about our own doing in some mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. That that element of storytelling is coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. I, I I get that, but what I was saying, I said, you know, to this guy who's writing this thing, I was like, I said, you know, we you have to show me mm-hmm. because the thing that that happens with black men is they either they they eat that rage. And they either smoke it out, drink it out, or fuck it out. And and you know what? They're not gonna fuck their their wife or their girlfriend to do that because that anger is not the type of fucking they want to do with it. So so they're yeah. probably cheating mm-hmm. because of that anger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what causes that around, and that's what we don't see. Mm-hmm. And that's like yeah. a I mean, it's much older discussion. But yeah. I just yeah. I laugh because you said you said, no, that's, you, that's you said exactly yeah. what he said. That's an episode. Today. Yeah, that's an episode. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. 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 I, was about I said yeah. this was missing from dude, and it yeah. we could, it was, I, mean, I, I kind of said, you know, this is why in the movies that Denzel does, he gets that shit. Mm. That's why he's in those movies, but he's not in those other type of movies because it's like they don't let him do that. Like that character in fucking Flight, mm-hmm. like he's like he's drinking shit the wrong. Right. I mean, he's doing all right. that shit that you notice. Like I don't know if that was in. A, I mean, it just felt so more because because it, it's like as a black guy, and you know this is like like you understand that in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. to get it on paper and then to get it on screen and to get an actor like that to really like to, to breathe life into it was very interesting so keep going yeah. with the john thing but uh, as i was saying um so you know we did this talk so what we we started doing we started doing safety talks every morning hmm. and somebody in the crew would give us a, a john story hmm. and some of them were inspiring some of them were funny as hell man but it was a really cool way to start the day okay. to honor him you yeah. know what i'm saying and he yeah. was just kind of i mean and like i said man I, I cannot say enough about the cast the crew because mm-hmm. to have that heavy emotional shadow over all of us mm-hmm. i mean because while i was shooting my episode there were two memorials for him wow. during that we, we took mm-hmm. those two days off really? and i was like yo man you, hey i'm here mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like we we don't want to you know go over the time like i'm good mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying let's 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 honor this man correctly mm-hmm. usc gave him a great funeral he had a private family funeral so mm-hmm. i mean it was it was it was tough but mm-hmm. like i said i cannot stress enough how dope the the cast the crew the network everybody kind of galvanized to yeah there was billboards around but what's interesting though is, is <clears> that <throat> that level of like you know the impact of that it you can feel it in the episode yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you can feel it in yeah. everything in the episode where mm-hmm. it's like I mean I think it's one of the reasons why this is, that's such a strong I mean the show's strong in general yeah. off the rip yeah. but it's like a very strong episode mm-hmm. and I was just like you you know like not knowing the backstory I think most people not knowing the backstory because you know because we talked about it on the habit yeah. and it's like mm-hmm. that it's like you can see it 
It's interesting to see where this, the outside world mm-hmm. is going to feed in. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's going to feed in anyway because if someone's actress fucked up that day, his wife cheating on somebody like that, it's going to mm-hmm. affect what his work. What you cheating right but, now? I'm <laughs> 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 well, writing something about that. That's why. So, <laughs> a little personal. So, there, Chris. Um, <laughs> but, it's inter- but it's interesting. I mean, it's, I thought because, like, you know, like um, I was telling you earlier, I was telling him, you know, when I watched his, his Batwoman episode, I was right. like, oh, I'm like seeing. Carl's style now. I'm seeing his style as a filmmaker. Which episode was that? Uh, For Batwoman? Yeah. Uh, Episode five. Oh. Mine was a long, sad tale. Yeah, it's like yeah. The, 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 the origin story. Was yes, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. fucking yeah. good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's really good. It's really yes. good. Yeah. I watched it obviously because yeah. lesbians, yeah. But, but, but that episode. Yeah, but <laughs> you watch that and you watch like you know, because I, I I always think it's a little harder because you know. You coming in and you're working on someone else's work on on, on every level. Like, mm-hmm. like it's no cast yeah. you chose. No, I mean, you gotta, the script's not even yours to choose. They get telling you the episode, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then to see you gotta direct it. Like you gotta they direct, direct it, it too. but, but yeah. and you get directed like them too. But to see you know like see your style come up. You know, I mean, I haven't watched enough of your. I've seen enough of it to go. You know, like like I can't watch it immediately. No, mm-hmm. with the first time. But if you t- two or five episodes in, I'm like, oh okay, this is what. Okay, now I know what Carl does. But it's funny. Um, I don't even know. But what it's that funny. Is. I had a feeling I knew what it was when your episode started on Snowfall. Mm. I went, I know this is Carl's episode before your name came up. Oh, that's okay. a trip. Right. I also knew it was your episode, but I had a feeling. <laughs> you know, I just kept it felt different. This, this, it yeah, felt you, different. It felt, if, you know, yeah. because it's like you know, because like like I watched the pilot for Batwoman, right. and then I watched your episode. And I was like, oh, this like. Like the way the way you just come into the story was different. The way you came into mm-hmm. some of the scenes was different. I mean, I really love that you have that interesting. I, I went back and watched it twice. It was like the little scene is that scene that they they come to that biker bar and it's like you have that overhead yeah, crane yeah, shot yeah, and yeah, like yeah, kind of slips yeah, down. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. oh okay. I gotta give props to my camera right. for that. No, no, because you, you I, I had a, I had a cool shot. <laughs> he came and flipped that shit. I said, "That is dope." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. one of those situations, man. But, Dang, yeah, but good, but yeah. you but you know, I mean, I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" Because it's an interesting angle you guys pulled to come in there. Yeah, and it's like it was the turn and all. Yeah, so you really get the full. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's dope. I mean, like I said, what? I, it's a team. I, it's a it's a team. Yeah, it is effort. a team. Mm-hmm. Two, so two things, man. I, I encourage everybody to bring their A game mm-hmm. and and value what they bring. Right. And man, when when you give them that. Man, they, they man, they start batting a thousand, exactly. and, and then also you always try to bring out the humanity in every story, mm-hmm. and that's the main thing I take to all these shows. Mm-hmm. Let me let me root into the let me root into the humanity, which is the level of authenticity yeah. that makes the audience, you know, engage with mm-hmm. them like that. So mm-hmm. you know, it reminds me of, um, <clears throat> and you know this, Chris. Whenever I'm producing, I'm by video, video Village, and I'm just watching. I don't I don't say much to you, Chris. Do I? I just watch. But if I have something to say, I'll pull you aside in a really decent way mm-hmm. and go, let's look at this. Like, what do you see? Mm-hmm. I see something that could be changed. I want to know, do you see it? Mm-hmm. You know, so that it ends up kind of coming from them without me going, it should be this. It's more like, let's look at this. Can it just shift a little? Mm-hmm. Can we do something more visual in some way mm-hmm. so that they feel like it was my idea? You know what I mean? And by yeah. the time they walk out and we start shooting more, what happens is there is a pattern. And I've noticed on 20-something projects I've produced, they eventually start going, we good? Like, you got it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of, I'm here directing, I'm moving, they start going, you, you, my team, do you, are you with me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they know, oh, I got a third eye. I got a third eye. Mm-hmm. I got a third eye. And it starts becoming that type of a thing. And 
it feels like it just starts. They feel taken care of now. Not that they weren't before because they got the whole team, but eventually it feels like, oh, now we connect on another level too. So they're like, good, I feel good. Yeah. I know if I miss something, they saw it. If the AD miss it, they saw it. If the, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I mean, because you're not – sometimes you don't catch everything. Yeah. You got so many things going on. To have that level of fail safe to right. say, hey, make sure you catch that. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Sure. And it, it's, sure. Not even, <clears throat> it's not even just a writer. Sometimes a script supervisor can catch somebody. Oh, oh for sure. Catch. For well, you know see, what I'm saying? Yeah, see, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's a, it's a thing, weird thing. It's like the the culture is kind of the culture of filmmaking outside of the industry has is put us in a position where they the director has to feel like his ego can't be challenged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know you. But I say to people all the time, it's like. At the end of the day, it's going to say directed by Carl Seaton on it. End of the day? Mm-hmm. So, Nobody will ever know. You know, so, mm-hmm. so so let the ideas come in, you know, like don't feel bad if, you know, if script advisors say, oh, we got to get this or do you remember to get this? Because it's like, and the main thing is they're all there to help you. Yeah. Everyone is there to help you. But I mean, you. there's a misconception sometimes when you're learning about directors. You it's, have this, auto, this auteur theory where they bark at people. And, mm-hmm. This is my vision. This is my film. This, mm-hmm. this, 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 this. And then. You start reading about people like Jonathan Demi, mm-hmm. who's just transparent and just like everybody. Let's put the best foot forward. Right. And you, where you become an actor's director and you bring out the best in people because you encourage them and you embrace them. <laughs> so well, it's interesting. You you brought up the Hitchcock thing. You know what's interesting is that he cultivated this image of of, of how he did his stuff because mm-hmm. there's a book that came out maybe five or six years ago, maybe a little longer, called Hitchcock's Notebooks. And it's kind of like breaks, it just kind of goes through all this stuff, but he shot coverage. He really? shot coverage because his, his editor, some editors interviewed saying, yeah, he didn't know how, how everything's going to work. He would shoot coverage just to, to obviously to save himself, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, but he pushed this thing of, I did it this way, all oh, this mm-hmm. way, I'm going to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I'm saying, that's part of the myth Learned. that, you know, that, and then these, and then people come in you know, particularly maybe people who come in from doing indie films and stuff like that where there's so much is on their shoulder right. that they're not thinking about how much it is a collaboration, right. how much it's everybody. Because particularly on television, it's because mm-hmm. it's, it's not your show on any level. Right. You're just there to, like, you know... You keep the train keep moving. Keep the train I mean, like you, like, you bring what you bring, mm-hmm. that's why I hired you, mm-hmm. but you're not there to reinvent the wheel. No. You can't, and if you do, you're gone. Yeah. Bye. No. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. On various shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, that's a cool wheel, that's just not our wheel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they, 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 they the, 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 the the, the real guys, the real filmmakers will tell you like things that they had to change. Mm-hmm. Actor says something, something's different, you know, something's this, you know, there's like a, I remember there's this story I read on Saving Private Ryan where, you know that scene in the middle where they're at, um, when, the, when the doctor gets killed, when the doctor gets shot, mm-hmm. it's like, like Spielberg had designed that shot to go one way, like to, to, go, to go one direction because like, mm-hmm. of the sun. And then when they got there, they got there, it was, they, mm-hmm. got, they sort of set everything up on the other side of that hill. So he was mm-hmm. like, it's not going to work the way that I planned. So it. there was no sound over there. So, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So they did like, so, so, you know, so his AD was like, well, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll get this all working. And they, and they got it working anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, but that's a, that's the kind of moment where 
if you're not letting people like help you out, you might fuck up and miss and fuck up everything, you know, and, and miss the golden opportunity to make something even better than what you plan. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it yeah. happens all the time. You get a location, and then something happens. Like, I'm, I'm shooting an episode of uh, PD, mm-hmm. Chicago PD. Yeah, Chicago mm-hmm. PD, and we're shooting in the train station in Chicago, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it a certain way, and I had it planned a certain way, and then I went back over the weekend just to kind of look at it. Mm. And they had these big ass scaffoldings up for mm. this like handball tournament. Mm. On, uh, and like right in the middle of the shot. Mm. So I said, oh, we're gonna pivot it this way. Mm. So that, 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 all that's still there, but we're mm. looking this way and this right. way so you never right. see it. So, I mean, you, 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 you can cry or spill milk all you want. You can say, okay, that's done. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving forward and so mm-hmm. forth. And people respond to that too, man, because right. it's, it's really about problem solving. Mm-hmm. Seeking out solutions and encouraging creative solutions, right. so we can keep moving forward. Right. I mean, people like to bitch and moan and scream about stuff. Like that's not really helping us. We still have a problem to solve. Let's mm-hmm. work on. Let's put the energy towards that. How do you? Let me ask you two things. How do you keep your energy up on the set? Because it could be like Chris was saying earlier, like mentally draining when you're the director. They're long hours. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of stuff to remember. The actors, the set, the the script, the, how you're going to direct it, dealing with the eighty, all that shit. And then how do you, because I know you pride yourself on being somebody. I know something Paris, my mentor, prides himself on is being on time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you, those two questions for yourself? Uh, well, it, it becomes a muscle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more you do it, you learn how to manage it. Right. And much, you trust those people yeah. that they're doing their job. Yeah, you, you, tr- you learn to manage it more efficiently, and then you learn to ask the right questions. You learn, mm-hmm. you learn to prepare in a more, much more efficient manner. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, in, so in doing that, you can maximize your time, but you still got to make it a point to rest, right. exercise when you can, mm-hmm. eating cleaner, you know what I'm saying, things like that. Well, because Chris, I notice whenever Chris directs, and I always get on him about it, he like never fucking sits down. Oh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm on my feet all day. So you just move and move and move. So yeah. how do you, I, well, are your feet hurting like, the next I day? I don't, I don't, I don't sit in Video Village. Right. I got my little mini monitors mm-hmm. closer to the camera right. so that That's big I'm right there. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 it's efficient because yeah. I, I'm not, I don't like barking notes at anybody. Right. I think that's, you know, that's, not, that's not the best way to communicate with mm-hmm. an actor mm-hmm. as opposed to me going over to them. And sometimes it's a conversation. Sometimes right. it's a whisper. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, hey, man, one more time. And... Mm-hmm. and it, to me, that's just more of, of an efficient process. Yeah. Suppose I'm sitting around the corner, right, like, yelling and shit. And, uh, Wait, we gotta do. It. I, I, I don't move yeah. like that. So I'm on my, I'm on my feet a lot. I'm okay. used to it because I mean, you just get you kind of get a tolerance for being mm-hmm. on your feet. Mm-hmm. First day or two, if you haven't done it in a while, it's like ooh. But <laughs> the next day, you 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 back at it, right, man. Right. And then um, I, it, I I don't even I'm not even on time. I'm there early. Like if mm-hmm. if it's a seven a.m. call, mm-hmm. I'm trying to be there at six fifteen. Wow, that early. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. that way I can go in here and make up so and talk to the okay. actors. Okay, I can go to the set to mm-hmm. make sure the set is cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can go over some things like you want to you want to put out the fires before the fires. It, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That way I, I can get hand hand out my shot list, which is my, and my shot list is a blueprint for the day. And mm-hmm. I tell everybody, yo, this is the blueprint. Right, things may change, mm-hmm. but this is the blueprint. Yeah. And I give a I give a copy to my AD, my DP, and my uh, my script supervisor, mm-hmm. and they look at it. And I see them looking at it, and they formulate. Okay, here's how we can attach this, 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 and this. And, and it's, it's, I mean, that's what works for me. And I've gotten more. I get more and more efficient at it. Like even the shot list itself. Like mm-hmm. how to make it, how to how to 
do it in a way where the DP understands like, oh, we need a dolly here. Right. You know what I'm saying? We we need you know we need. Do the you dolly actually here. write like dolly shots? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because once again, that's what they'll understand. Right. Me just saying medium close up on right, it. Yeah, they yeah. don't tell them anything. Yeah. And, and I had to learn in. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. You you write it. Yeah, it's medium close up, and we're moving in. Yeah. Like, like what is it? Yeah. How, how are we moving in? Yeah. A crane handheld, handheld, and sometimes you put tone here. Like you know, we I want this tone here to be spatial and you know give them give them distance and things like that. So I mean, it it helps communicate. Communicate the vibe you're going for and okay. stuff like that. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. And did we get to how you how you um, on time? How you go on time? How you make sure you're done on time every day? I can't remember if we did or not. Uh, we, we haven't. Uh, I mean, sometimes. I mean, the goal is to make the day every day right. and go as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and you start. You also start to look at like, oh, here, here's what I have. Here's what I want. Mm-hmm. Here's what I need. And you know, here's what I have and so forth. So sometimes, like, I have a shot list. I start. Mm-hmm. I can, and then also working with the DP and the AD, mm-hmm. you can consolidate shots. Sure. I have a one For shot sure. that can knock off three. Yeah, you're really good at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and, yeah. and I've learned that right. from working with ADs and DPs. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I got this, I, it's, it's a wide, but it can go into a close up. Mm. It, it, it can go from a wide into mm-hmm. an over into a close up. You talk about that all you know the time. Be, <laughs> yeah. But well, because, yeah, I talk about it all the time because it's the, it's to me, it's potentially the coolest type yeah. of filmmaking. That's Spielberg shit, right? It's yeah. the Spielberg <laughs> shit. I mean, well, yeah. you know yeah. what? And it's like, because it's, it's, he talks about it all the time because it's like he, if you watch movies from the 50s, mm-hmm. these motherfuckers do that shit all the fucking time. Yeah. And it's tripped out because you're like, motherfucker, your camera is so big and everything yeah. is right. so big and yeah. it's like, Bulky. The, but you know, like the first five minutes of 12 Angry Men is like one <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's cool because it goes from a wide to close up to these guys shot the, and all that. Follow the guys at the, at the, with the water fountain and mm-hmm. back and it's like, yeah. and you're on that big ass rig mm-hmm. and these motherfuckers now with these little handheld things can't do it. Right. They got to yeah. do it because the thing is when the, when the, the, there's, if you can do it right, then the tension of what's happening, like st- it, it gets more because your eyes waiting for it to cut, mm-hmm. just waiting for it to cut, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't happen. You're like motherfucker, what's happening now? Yeah. What's mm-hmm. what's what's gonna happen? Because yeah. you because you watch those really like famous ones, um, you know, and they're famous for a reason. Mm-hmm. But the ones that aren't that are hidden are the ones that and and you kind of watch the movie and you're like. Did he not cut in that scene? Because yeah. you're so into it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then sometimes that the, it's and I'm and, and your me is like. But you adjust to the way that they you, shoot you it. Totally yeah. do. Yeah. Totally. I mean, well, like if you engage in a story right. and you had enough levels of conflict, you don't pay attention to the. You guys. don't. You don't because mm-hmm. what you know. Hey, I, I say this all the time. Oh. Say sound on you. You okay? I'm good. Okay. Okay. You know, so there's yeah. a, in the in the first season of the Nick mm-hmm. in like episode five or six. It's the scene. It's the episode right before the race riot. The final scene of that movie is when the black guy and the white girl are having this argument mm-hmm. in front of the episode. And it's like it comes down the stairs and down where he's doing his little secret hospital. That's Soderbergh. He don't be playing there. No, he don't yeah. play. <laughs> and, you know, this, the scene plays out. The scene yeah. plays out. I'm just so in it. I'm just mm-hmm. so in it and just watching the blocking. And as soon as the credits were all, I was like, that motherfucker didn't cut, didn't he? Because I didn't notice it in the scene because I was mm. so in it because they were arguing about having an abortion all this kind of shit like this. It was over. I was like, he, I said, wait a minute, let me see if he didn't cut. Mm. I just wanted to see it. I ran to see it back and I was like, and he didn't. Because mm. they come downstairs and the blocking is all in a way. Mm. The dialogue is perfectly going. The argument is so intense and the acting and the nonverbal shit. And then you're just like, this motherfucker. Yeah. But but you're so in it, and mm-hmm. I kind of realized after I was like, I was watching again. I was like, 
where would you cut and why would you cut? why would you cut mm-hmm. you know that's the thing always it is yeah. you know like you know like why are you gonna cut somebody like episode two of uh the netflix show seven seconds mm-hmm. at, at the end of the episode when regina king finds out about her son right jonathan mm-hmm. demi directed the episode and he just lets regina do her thing mm-hmm and doesn't cut away, and she literally goes through every stage of grief mm. in that shot. Mm. I said, okay, that's an Emmy, mm. and sure enough, she won an Emmy for right, it, but right. but he was smart enough to say, why would I cut away from this magic? Mm-hmm. Right. Let this play, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, and at one point in time, you know, the, the, being from the music video generation where everything's mm-hmm. like cut, 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 I cut, cut, it. Yeah. it becomes a whole different nuance mm-hmm. when the artist can just engage, because when you don't cut away, mm-hmm. you just step much closer to the truth. Like, yeah. this is I mean, it. That's one of the things that I do. I mean, he does cut a lot, but it is one of the things I do like about Tarantino is that he gives you so much throwback. There's some, like, the scenes go on for 12 pages sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, you don't get that anymore with people just having a fucking conversation, but it, the conversation is, like, crazy about whatever the topic is. And for me, I don't mean to jump off, like, I didn't care for the movie. Uh, oh, once upon goodness. a time, Oof. but Shoot what up. I did love yes. being a kid who's all about I love crime and shit. So I remember reading Helter Skelter and all this shit. So I was fascinated fascinated with like that when they got to the um, oh, to the ranch. Oh yeah, yeah I was yeah, like yeah. I could have watched a whole movie, whole movie about that. Yeah. with them at the ranch with Brad Pitt stuck there yeah. trying to figure out how to get yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. That's what got interesting. You feel me? That shit was to, amazing. I mean, first of all, I could I would love to watch Brad Pitt Leonardo DiCaprio in yeah. an adventure. Yeah. Give me a story. Mm-hmm. This had no story, man. Right. We watched yeah. it. I mean, it, I, I just want to see a professor explain this <laughs> to a film student. You know somebody is. All this shoe leather. You know somebody I is. I mean, the shoe leather is just, okay, where, where are we going? Right. What are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, and there were some magical moments with Leonardo when he was doing his acting big thing with the kid. And all uh, that. Yes. Amazing. That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah. That, that seems the little girl. Yeah, the yeah. little that's, girl. That's, that's the best scene in the movie. Best scene in the movie. movie. By far. But, that's why he was nominated. That moment right yeah. there. That moment. And you know, I was cool with that because I loved it. I said, but... I got pissed because I'm like, give me more of this. Mm. I don't need to see Sharon Tate watching herself in a movie <laughs> and watching her dirty ass feet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what is, what, what is this? And I was so mad because uh, a calendar crew on PD, when I was shooting yeah. it, it didn't come out. He saw it twice in one day. What, motherfucker? Yeah, what he Six hours of his he life. He saw it two times in one day. I said, it's that good? He said, it's amazing. I saw that movie. I said, I'm in the streets looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for you. I got a bat. I got I'm a bat. Right. You. He said, what are you talking about? Man? I said, dude, are you kidding me? I said, how did you see this? Too? Why would you do this? Yeah. Twice in the day? Are you a masochist? On some you because goddamn. He thought it was amazing. And, but, but when it got all these accolades, I said, okay. It, so every year there's a film that goes over my head every and year. I just accepted that like every okay year. this that this is gonna be that one cause right. I'm like but, yeah, but see that's the movie that I'm saying to myself some people get that powder man that powder is real but, 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 that powder <laughs> is fucking real I've As seen I it say, yeah. cocaine is hell of a drug on the show like <laughs> can I have some like yeah, 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 I want them a little bit but it's like but you know there's a again there's an interesting thing on Criterion Channel this month is it's it's called uh, movies about the movies, and mm-hmm. it's all these films about making movies, right. and or about inside the, the like the world of the film industry. And I'm kind of like, there's all. I mean, if if you do those movies interesting, then then Hollywood like is excited about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's a movie that Hollywood got excited about, and I don't. And I think that the the people in the press who are telling us to watch it are like because they're excited about Hollywood I, I, I don't, and I think the audience watches it because they love they think it's DiCaprio and Pitt in some movie but as like practitioners of the craft are like motherfucker you didn't make a movie 
<laughs> you you made some pastiche of like yeah. of, of shit that, right. that, that that I mean, but I say this about all his movies. If someone, like what's the Bruce Lee scene about? What's it? The what's what, it about? What's it? Which one? What was it about? The, the, the Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee scene. scene. The disrespect to Bruce Lee. I, I said, I, I said, come on. His whole style of Jeet Kune Do goes totally against this. He would have never, he would have never done no shit. I was like, I was like, this is a travesty, man. Yeah. So that, I was already pissed at that. I was, I stood up. That was his dream. <laughs> that was his dream. He's like, I bet you, if it was a stunt man, he probably could whip his ass. Like, no, bitch. I mean, you know what? No, I understand why he did it because <laughs> he said, I gotta make Brad Pitt's character formidable. Mm-hmm. So when he kicks that ass at the end, we say, well, if he did this to Bruce Lee, I can understand him doing this to these, these folks, whatever. But I was like, not nah, at Bruce Lee's expense, y'all. He could have fought anybody nah, else. He could have fought nah. anybody else. He could have fought nah, Bruce We could have showed him fighting on other sets or whatever yeah, the fuck. but nah, I'm like, nah. Why did he fight like a young Chuck Norris? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> fucking Jim Kelly. Unfortunately, in his defense, <laughs> Chuck Norris ain't Bruce Lee. True that. That's why. He was badass. That's why. And like I said, I I understand why he did it. He Mm. said, I'm going to choose Bruce Lee because Bruce Lee is an iconic ass figure. I'm just like, nah, man, not Bruce Lee. It was all wrong. You know, I mean, just 12 minutes of time on the screen wasted. Oh, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, but you're right. People do love certain films, especially the industry loves to see films that celebrate us. And some of the set design was amazing. Driving out Hollywood Boulevard, how, how they pulled that off was Dude, great. It's crazy. It's just it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a story. Well, it was, you know, and just, that's always drilled into our head. Like, what is the story about? What are these functions? What are these plot points? Where's the conflict? Where are we what are we moving towards? He didn't pay attention to none of that shit. Which makes it worse though, because he's already at a place where, like, we were talking about Tyler Perry. You remember that episode a few yes. weeks ago? Where Hollywood just allows them because they sell and they get nominated, like he can do whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. We don't care. So there's nobody going. You know, this is like 140 pages for the script, right? Mm-hmm. We can get this shit down a it's little bit. Than that. I'm just generalizing. No, but he's, up, you know he's, 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 talking, he's talking about he's putting out a four hour cut later later, later oh, yeah, on. Yeah, there's year. a whole hour that didn't even make the cut. I was like, motherfucker, like like hour. The, uh, the nominee. I, I, was, I was like, an hour of this shit. Wow. Yeah. I would not. I'm but, not gonna be there. You know, yeah. I'll watch the Helter Skelter part. But I don't want to see nothing. Uh, he got, I'm good. I don't <laughs> two hours and forty five minutes. I can't get back. I was like, wow, it's enough That's for me crazy, yeah. on 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 all levels. On all levels, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Well, we don't want to keep you, Carl. Thank you, man. We appreciate you coming through. Hey, as the number, the number one, one fan, fan of the show, <laughs> Sonny has to go. Always away. my pleasure. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I mean, he I said wish he I got could, receipts. He said he got. I wish receipts. I could be here more so I could, you know, replace that algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I would, I, I would do it. I would do it. And what what fresh hell is this? Yeah, it doesn't exist. Tell her, Kiki, she does exist. Look, right? she what? do exist. You, you seen Kiki? Have you seen I've her? Seen have you seen her? You've seen her in, uh, in real life. In real she life, she was on the episode. In that chair. She was the the, the literary agent that we was talking about. I all remember yeah. Kiki. Yeah. And some of the things Kiki said, I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gotta go. We ain't gotta go back. We ain't gotta take it. Oh no, we here now. We here. Oh yeah. But nevertheless, no man. Lisa gets a big thumbs down. She, she probably somewhere bad. surfing. Uh, <laughs> she's Lisa. She said it's her mama's birthday and stuff. You know, her, her mama's, mama's birthday. birthday. Her mom. She could have brought her mom up in here. Exactly. Like, you can't have a mom if you don't exist. She you can't have a mom if you don't exist. See, you know, Kiki, you got, how you have a mom if you don't exist? I'm just trying to relay where you're coming from. I'm trying to understand another perspective. <laughs> well, there's only um, one perspective because I'm I be actually seeing Lisa, a so I'm not going to be saying she's not real. Lisa ain't real. Her name was, no, you who you saw wasn't Lisa. It's a hologram. It like her, her name was Alana. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the algorithm hired this actress to play as Lisa. The wow. The algorithm went. Actress. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like West, it's like Westworld. The AI. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Lisa's the Matrix. 
That's hilarious. That's where we at with it. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna stop now. Yes, I was yes. about to. Cr- I was gonna call <laughs> this show and apologize to her and make amends. Really? Nah. Now I gotta turn it up a whole nother notch. <laughs> I was at DevCon too. Yeah. I gotta go to four now. You got my jaws hurt. Like, you're in a me- like an episode <laughs> of Black Mirror that we are not exactly. privy to. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm getting got by this algorithm name. I didn't get a chance to set you up, Kiki, but thank you for sitting in with us. Oh yeah, always. Where you at, by the way, just so people can follow you. Oh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Kiana New. That is K-I-A... I don't know how to spell my name. K-I-A-N-A-N-G-U. That's what's up. There you go. And forgive me. What's your name again? Melody. Melody what? Melody Simpson. Melody Simpson. Are you on Twitter or anything? Uh, yeah, at Melody Simpson. M-E-L-O-D-Y-S-I-M-P-S-O-N. Well, thank you for sitting in with us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Melody. Awesome. Melody and Simpson are two very common. Where you at, Mr. Carl Seaton? Oh, I am... Oh, my goodness. I am at Mr. Carl Seaton mm-hmm. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything, Mr. Carl Seaton. DMs smart. are still trash. <laughs> They're still trash. I know you don't have time to talk about yeah, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. You ain't down with the DMs. You no, ain't down with the I'm not. <laughs> he told me a story one time. Oh, I, met, man. I, I was rolling. That's hilarious. I was rolling. <laughs> Where you rolling. at, Chris, Derek? Uh, unauthorized CBD on Twitter and Instagram. Um yeah. That's what's up. And I am your hook up. Were you about to say something? Before you wrap up, man, mm-hmm. let me just tell you guys. Mm-hmm. Let me give you all your flowers. I'm all about giving cats flowers mm-hmm. nowadays because life is real precious. Precious. Sure. And sure. people can be here one day and go on the next. Yes, dude. What you all do here on this podcast, man, is so valuable. Thank you. It's so instrumental and so inspiring to a lot of different Trying people. Trying to get a brother teary eyes. No, nah, this is real talk, dude. And <laughs> I, I told you all this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As the number one fan of the show, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to give you all subliminal subtext forever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the level of game you all bring on a weekly basis is so necessary. Thank you to so many people that have this dream but don't know how to go about getting it, mm-hmm. and this gives them a little light in that tunnel, man. So nice. keep keep being that beacon, guys. Because this is very necessary. I'm seriously, like all like no, this is real talk. Like keep it back and yeah. shit. And I talk to young cats. <laughs> I refer them here, and, and they. I mean, you can't help but be hooked. Like yo, right. you're getting game every week. Right. All all you're giving up is time right. to get this game right. that people have paid dearly for that have given up, have sacrificed so much to learn this game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, this is very, very needed, guys, you, and very necessary, so please keep fighting this good fight, man. I appreciate that. And I always tell people, you know, I know there's like 300, 900,000 fucking podcasts out there. I don't care which one you listen to, but you can listen to them while you're getting dressed, while you're in the shower, while you're in the yeah. car, while you're at the gym, while you're yeah. walking. The toilet time. Whatever the fuck, yeah. whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's... It, it shouldn't be part of your time. It should just be in the background of something you yeah, hear. Yeah. Where you at, Chris? Oh, you already yeah, said it. You already said it. <laughs> he got all emotional. He got all emotional. I love like. you. <laughs> I'm off for Clempton shit. <laughs> I love you too, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, my name is Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show. See, you got me off like that right now. <laughs> Y'all can follow me at Hilliard Guest on Twitter. You can follow the show. Screenwriters are, are on Twitter. You can, um, um, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, please follow us, um, share it, um, subscribe on Instagram. Instagram. See, I'm, you didn't fuck me up, Carl. Spotify, um, Spotify Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Give it to Play, Give it to uh, uh, Anchor, uh, Anchor, Stitcher, <laughs> Overcast, wherever you. Overcast? Yeah, Overcast. We got clouds and shit over the fucking I listen to Overcast. <laughs> Cause I had some problem with, cause I had some problem with, right. my, with my phone wasn't like, like sinking. Mm-hmm. On, on on the Apple Podcast thing, I said, mm-hmm. "Fuck this! Why does this sink to shit?" So I said, "I said, what's another one that's smaller and really easy for me to use?" And I was like, "That one was easy to use. So I use Overcast. Oh, I don't use I fucking." Never heard of it. 
Okay, cool. Whatever. Um, so no, we're out there everywhere. They could get us where else quick. And you can get us on our <coughs> website, screenwritersrr.com. That's mm-hmm. where you can support the show with a Patreon link. You can buy T-shirts on that show. There's other kind of like um, other kind of goodies on that <laughs> show that you can get to help mm-hmm. you as a writer. Carl said, "Hey, read your script to, to, to help you as a director. <laughs> He'll give you notes. I will. I will email it to Lisa Bolakov." <laughs> She's an algorithm, so that turnover is quick. He said he'll watch any demo that you send. Yeah, I will say, please see my assistant, Lisa Bolakaja. She will call you back that's hilarious. promptly. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what so it's yeah. Up. Get your t-shirts, get all that stuff. You know, support the Patreon. We're trying to go to Comic Con this year and do a live panel with Uncle Carl over there. You know what I mean? And some dope. people like that. It'd be when is cool. Comic Con? July, or August. July. July. Okay. Like, yeah. like late. You ain't got no job. You ain't doing nothing. Hey man. You know. <laughs> if I don't, I'm like, I'll, I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> Put on some Birkenstocks. Oh, oh, I'm here. Oh, shit. <laughs> like I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> this is up. So everybody joining with me. Y'all know how we're doing on the rant room on the show. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Two thousand and twenty. Peace, y'all. I'ma say what I feel, and I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminished and the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room.